What's up, everybody? It's Coach Allie bringing you this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We wish you a healthy Christmas. We're continuing our fitness and nutrition series, and today I'm going to talk about some practical tips for the holidays to help keep you healthy. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond, and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hi everybody, this is Coach Allie bringing you this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. This week is episode 176, and it's titled, We Wish You a Healthy Christmas. This is a continuation of our recent series on fitness and nutrition, and I'm really excited to bring you this information here today because the holidays can be a hard time for people. I know myself, when the weather starts getting colder, I like to hibernate a little bit. It's a little bit harder for me to get into the gym eat early in the morning just because of the cold. I, I want to curl up and be in my warm little ball a lot. I want to be by the fire. You know, that's kind of the vibe. Also, practically, I can't walk outside anymore. <laughs> Props to those of you who can bundle up and, you know, walk 45 minutes outside in 20, 30 degree weather. I am not that type of gal. So I either have to get my butt in the gym or have other healthy habits to make sure I don't gain weight or additional weight during the holidays and during the winter time. So even though this is titled, We Wish You a Healthy Christmas, these principles can really carry you through any holiday season, specifically if you find yourself struggling during winter months. So even if it's not November, December, these principles stand through the new year. So February and January, those cold, cold, cold months, at least in Nebraska, where I'm recording this and where we're from, January and February honestly suck <laughs> because there's no there's no holidays. I mean, like, oh, there's Valentine's Day. No, like there's no Christmas to look forward to or um, Thanksgiving to look forward to. It's just cold and you don't get a break from school. You don't get a break from work. It's just cold. And sometimes our health journeys suffer and our fitness journeys suffer or we use that as an excuse to be why it suffers. And I'm here to kind of combat that with some strategies today. And if you've been listening to our past couple weeks, I did one two weeks ago, Megan did one last week on health and fitness. I talked about how I lost 18 pounds in a little over two months in preparation for Mrs. Nebraska and uh, competing as Mrs. Nebraska rather at Mrs. United States pageant. And I did it in a really healthy way. I just saw the pounds kind of shed off and fall off. And I was in a state of really trying to tone rather than, oh, I need to lose a bunch of weight because I am a, a naturally muscular person. I work out, I'm healthy, but to compete in swimsuit, I needed to tone. And that was the level that I set for myself. I wanted to make top five, which I did. And I think that I got good swim scores because of my healthy 
habits and my fitness journey that I set and was accountable to. So a couple of those things, if you listen to that podcast, you guys heard me talk about how I set my goal and I kept to my goal. I made my plan and I kept to my plan. I had accountability. I worked out. I tried to work out five to seven days a week. And when I did it, I would try and hit a two a day where I would walk 45 minutes in the morning and then go to the gym later on. But I really didn't have to do that that often because I was pretty consistent with my habits. And that was a 15 minute walk on the treadmill with like a one incline. I would do close to four miles. That's kind of what it would map out to be if I was on for 15 minutes walking at the four speed and going at least four miles. That's kind of the end result that always happened around there. I wasn't going for that goal. I was more going for the time so I could get my other 45 to an hour in the actual gym lifting weights. And that's more what I cared about. But I used the walker as a warm up. I would listen to podcasts, practice my interview skills. You guys heard me talk about all of this. I monitored my process while I was going through this. So I monitor my progress using a scale, monitor my bloating, monitoring bowel movements, checking in with myself. How do I feel? How's my energy level? How's my water intake? Um, and the plan I used for food was just eating healthy. Sometimes I would do intermittent fasting, but I would just really go by how my body actually felt. And some days, if I was bloated, if I felt crummy, I had the emotional intelligence to sit with my thoughts and say, hey, Allie, did you get eight hours of sleep last night? Hey, Allie, how much water have you had to drink today? And did you drink water yesterday? Or did you only have a cup of coffee or something like that? Those things really impact your habits and it impacts your energy level throughout the day, which bleeds into other choices that you make. So sometimes when you're not feeling like going to the gym on that one day, it could be because you didn't do the work in holding yourself responsible and accountable the day before to maintaining and setting yourself up for success energy-wise the next day. And, and the days that I didn't go to the gym, I can account for that being true in my life. So I talked about all this on the last podcast. If you're like, wow, that sounds like good information, go rewatch it or rewatch it if you're watching on YouTube or listen if you're listening into this podcast and then listen to Megan's as well. We give two different perspectives. But today I'm going to talk about the holidays specifically. So having that past podcast as a foundation, I know everybody has different diets that they like. Everybody has different meal plans, different uh, fitness routines. During the holidays, the thing that I have found the most important and even through the winter is staying consistent. And you heard me say that on the last podcast, but whether it's in life, holding yourself to a certain organization level or you just want to take action in your life and and have really good results with anything, you have to be consistent in what you're doing. If you're not consistent, That's where people start blaming the product or the system that they're using or whatever, when in reality, it's you're just not being consistent and you haven't done the thing enough to see the results that you want to see or that whatever it is that you're using claims that you're going to see these results. But there are basic health principles like sleeping and drinking water during the day and monitoring your energy levels and trying to limit your caffeine and sugar and all those things that are just healthy Most people listening to this, you know what it means to be healthy in some form or fashion. 
yes, I could get specific with certain diets and and very specific workouts that are good for most bodies. I And I'm not going to do that on this podcast, but taking general health steps daily, the more you do that, the more it's going to add up and you're going to just be a healthier person. You're going to see those excess pounds fall off of you because your body will slowly start to adapt to that healthier lifestyle. And you'll notice, oh my gosh, my muscle mass is increasing, but I don't feel bulky. My fat on my body is going down. I have better energy. I'm happier most of the time. I am not as depressed. I might not be as anxious for things. And it's really powerful how those two things are connected. So during the holidays, sometimes it's hard to have consistency. And that's why that's my first point, because let's take what's right around the corner, Christmas. I can just tell my own story. My husband and I are serving at our church for Christmas Eve, and that's a a church service. It's a big deal. We have to set up, tear down. That's the nature of our church. We're there for half the day. And then his family, because they're enormous, shout out to anybody listening to this podcast, that's a Mancuso. But, um, we we all get together on Christmas Eve every year and we celebrate each other and it's just a time for the extended family to be together. And I'm talking about like a couple hundred people. And so it's hard for me on days like that, right? Unless I work out in the morning, I'm going to go to church and serve and then be around family the rest of the day to monitor my food. When am I going to eat? When am I going to drink water, right? I need to make sure that I do my due diligence the day before to have the energy level I need during that day to be able to, I'm singing on worship team and really leading the team because I'm the worship director at my church and then still have energy to be around 100, 200 people for several hours after that. Then the next day is Christmas day My husband and I split 50-50 families, so my family will be first for the first four hours or so, and then I will go to his family for the next four hours or so. Both of our moms have Christmas dinner, and you're kind of expected to eat both of them, otherwise someone's going to ask me if I'm pregnant or something's wrong, right? (laughs) And I know some of you guys can probably relate to that. And there's a lot of pressure around the holidays. There's a lot of inconsistency. So taking a step back, scheduling... It is easier said than done, I know, because you're dealing with multiple people. But as much as you can, know your schedule before the week of or before like the day of. Some families are just like, oh, okay, come over at 2, come over at 11, whatever. And people are really bad at being able to communicate when we're actually going to eat. The more factors you have, the more families involved, the more you're going to have to communicate. And if someone's not communicating, I understand how that can be frustrating. But if you can plan out your holiday and have those reminders to drink water, the the time mapped out to sleep, the, the, the workouts already programmed into your calendar, and then holding yourself accountable to that, it's really, really powerful, the result that comes out. So even the schedule that I have, I am planning on working out the day before Christmas Eve because I know I'm going to have a big two days and I'm probably not going to have time to work out and I don't want to feel like a slob. So I'm going to go hard in the paint and work out and do a heavy lifting day the day before Christmas Eve. And I won't have my sore, I won't have the most soreness the day after, but I'm going to kick my butt a little bit so I can feel better about eating sweets and eating all these different foods that my body's not normally used to eating um, and being exposed to on those two days because I'll have a bunch of aunts cooking for me and my mother-in-law cooking it for me and my mom's soup, which I'm kind of used to, but I don't cook that way and she doesn't cook that way on every single day, right? And I don't eat that type of food. So your body 
is going to be exposed to lots of things that you don't normally eat or shouldn't probably eat every single day. So try and stay as consistent as possible. And part of that is knowing your schedule and planning in advance, probably a workout before the holiday and after the holiday and stick to it. So tell your partner in your life, if you're married, tell your husband, hey, I need you to hold me accountable to go in the gym or walk for 45 minutes or whatever that looks like. Move my body the day before Christmas Eve and then the the day after. So the Monday after this year and hold me to that. If your gym is closed, do yoga at home, do something to move your body because you are going to be so thankful that you did. And a lot of people, what they do during the holidays is they stay stuck in that slothful state. Number one, they eat way too much on the holidays. They, their stomach starts to hurt. They eat way too much sugar. They can't go to sleep and it just skews every other element of their health journey. If you eat too much sugar, you have too much caffeine, you stay up too late, you can't sleep. So if you don't get eight hours of sleep, then your next day is going to get sluggish. You're probably going to skip your workout and you're probably going to overeat again because you did that on the first day. And it's about breaking that chain, having a plan and trying to stay true to that plan over the holidays, which you can. Okay. So, um, the next thing I want to talk about is getting out of the guilt mindset. And this is a huge thing regarding the holidays because there's a lot of excuses that can come into our brains and this might feel like I'm bringing the hammer down on you guys, but I'm honestly, I'm honestly speaking to myself right now (laughs) for, um, this upcoming holiday as when I'm recording this, it hasn't been Christmas yet. So I'm talking to myself too. I'm going to hold myself to these, these standards, but there's a lot of thoughts that come up. Oh, I can't eat this because it will make me fat. Having one bite will blow my diet or I have to eat this. So my mom or my mother-in-law thinks I like her food. I have to take food home because it's being offered to me. I have to take seconds because it's being offered to me. I have to eat both or I have to eat at both or all Christmas dinners that I'm invited to because it's rude not to. Um, When I'm offered a drink, I have to drink it. I have big meals on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and after because I have a split family. There's no winning, right? Maybe this is the narrative that you tell yourself over the holidays. There is a solution, but you have to decide that before you step foot in that kitchen. You do. And not that it's all about food, but this is obviously a huge part of what the holidays consist of. It's food, it's sugar, it's sweets, it's carbs, right? It's all right there. And this is a similar mindset that I have to have, honestly, when I'm going to a party, when there's like buffet style, there's a bunch of different stuff. Most of the time it's junk food and not good for you. And when you're standing by the island, you just pick, right? You just pick whatever and you start eating it. And you're not even aware of how much food you're putting in your mouth or how much food you're eating because you're probably caught in a conversation. So being aware of that too, uh, your proximity to the food is another step here. But getting out of the guilt mindset If you decide beforehand, okay, I am not going to feel guilty about trying food because I think that's respectful and I I think that's valid, you can control how much of that food you actually take. So if there are 12 things to eat from at your Christmas dinner or, or Thanksgiving dinner, holiday dinner, whatever, then maybe you start with a spoonful or a tablespoonful of each thing, try it on your plate. And then you're able to go back for seconds because you didn't overeat. And you should never eat to a point of being full because if you are if you are feeling that bulk in your stomach, you probably overate. And it's okay to graze on the holidays in small portions, but 
not doing that proximity thing like I meant before. So a great way, a great way to start this is, okay, I'm taking a small spoonful. You might not like everything, first of all. And then you're still showing, oh yeah, I had this. You know, if they, if they said, oh, how, how was my uh, cranberry, whatever, how was my stuffing? You had a bite. You're like, oh, it was great. It was phenomenal. I love the saltiness of it. It was sweet. I, I loved it. it. Hit the spot. But you don't have to break your diet or break your health journey by taking a pound of it on your plate. You can control that. And even if you don't want to try all those foods or you're like, hey, I'm really trying to cut whatever, insert whatever your thing is this year, you can communicate that to your chef. And if they really don't understand that, it might be a hard conversation, but I encourage you to stick to your guns and and draw that line. Because if that's a goal and this diet and you eating this is going to make or break your goal, think of the end in mind and think of that goal because let that motivate you in those moments and have that accountability system around you to be able to say no to things. So maybe it's one bite of pie rather than three slices of pie, right? Right. There, there's, there is a line there and you're able to, to draw it, but go into the day with a plan and stick to it. If you need to have an accountability buddy, that's a lot of syllables, <laughs> accountability buddy, do it choose to get over the food coma. It really has no power over you. That verbiage of like, oh, you know, I was just stuck all week because I just ate so much food and it took me five days to recover. Well, it probably took you five days to recover because again, when I was saying about the caffeine and the sugar, it will affect your sleep and then that affects your water. And then it's, it is a cyclical effect because you have to snap yourself out of it earlier rather than later, or just don't overeat and don't eat that much sugar on the day of so that you can actually go to sleep and have energy the next day to go back to your plan and work out. Um, you can control how much you eat, when you eat, what you eat, when you go to bed, how much water you have, how much alcohol you drink that day of, how to move your body, when you move your body, when you work out, your sugar intake, all of these things. And if any of those were like an aha moment to you, you're welcome. <laughs> but, but it is, you can control all those things. It's just willpower and being firm in your decision to do that. And honestly, guys, the biggest piece of advice that I have to have a healthy Christmas is get back on your horse soon after the day and don't let one day screw with your normal rhythms. So having those healthy habits the day of, knowing where your line is and not going over that line is so important. And then doing what you told yourself to do the day after or two days after if you're giving yourself a day of rest and honoring that and getting back on the horse. What I mean by that, if you don't feel like working out, still work out. Even if it's not the best workout that you've ever had, move your body because it will jumpstart you back into your habits. And rather than skipping a whole week because you're in this sluggish mode, it's affecting your work day, whatever, you are back in your habits, your healthy habits. You're jumpstarting your week. You have that energy back because workouts help give you energy. And that's going to help motivate you as well to get back to your healthy eating because one healthy habit helps spurt another healthy habit. And I'm a firm believer in that. So I hope that that was helpful today. Stay consistent, get out of the guilty mindset, get back on the horse, go into the day with a plan and have an accountability buddy if you need it. And I'm sure there's somebody in your life that you can really lean on to help you through this if there's not. And maybe you need to have some of those conversations with your mom, with your dad, whoever's the chef, your mother-in-law, 
any of these parties that you're invited to where this is your line. And so maybe that conversation is, hey, like, please don't even offer me this because I don't want to have to turn you down. And this is kind of something that I'm trying this year. Please respect that. You're well within your means to have that conversation. It's just having the boldness to actually do that. And I know some cultures might disagree with me because my husband's family is that way, but because food is like a language. But if somebody really, really cares about you, there is a compromise and there's a middle ground. There's not, you you don't have to take those massive, massive steps. Like I'm not eating anything and be like snooty about it. But there's a middle ground, right, where you can respect the cook, respect the chef, try something, say thank you, and be grateful for all their hard work slaving away in the kitchen, for lack of a better phrase, while also sticking true to your health journey and what you need on those days. So if you guys want us to continue with this health series, you want us to talk about anything specific in this, please let us know. DM us on Instagram. We are here for you guys. Overall, have a healthy holiday season. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas, whatever you're celebrating. We are with you. We want to support you. And thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, it's Coach Allie. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast. Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you've stayed all the way to this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I want to make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community. And we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.